Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert. That's Joe Idoni. This is the Preferred Lines Podcast, where you can find us each and every Monday evening. Correct, beers. Uh, talking golf live on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. How you doing, Joey? I'm getting a beer. Oh, you forgot a beer. That's okay. What we do each week is we run down the PGA betting board. And, uh, you know, we want to uh, do that quickly. You know, we don't want to waste a lot of time reflecting on the week before. However, it was a good week. Before we get into that, let's talk about our friends at the jock market. And I actually had five shares of Tony Finau and uh, made a little bit of money off of Tony Finau last week on the jock market. It's a great app. Uh, it is on the what is it on the app store? It's everywhere now, I'd assume, right? Yeah, it's everywhere. App store, Android store. Download it. Use the promo code below if you have not tried it out yet. Uh, you'll get a $50 deposit match bonus. Like, they're just, it's its cool, man. If you haven't tried it, it's very fun. They're good people. Like, everything I heard from people is they, like, start out with free contests, and now they're up to, like, $1,000. So people are doing well at it. Uh, people enjoy it and they're great people. They're really easy to contact if you need anything. And, and the payouts are simple. You don't got to deal with Bitcoin and checks and all this stuff. PayPal. It's PayPal and you're, and you're out. So uh, big supporters cool. of ours. We like them. Cool. Uh, what we do each week is we talk about the betting board, but you know what? We wanted to maybe talk quickly about Tony Finau. Uh, how fun was it that Tony Finau won? I know you know what I know about him and that he went into beast mode. He had he had he had the like scary beard, first of all. <laughs> he has the mean beard, and he was good. It's great. I fucking loved it, man. Um, you know, like me at this point, and you know how like much I stock I put into that kind of stuff of like competitive spirit and focus and determination, and I love that kind of shit. And he gave us everything that I've been asking for for three years from him. Um, and he gave it to us on that back nine. I was talking earlier on the phone with with a, a friend of mine and a friend of the pod who, um, you know, we were kind of debating. Like, it, it, part of it felt like Rom lost it just because number one player in the world, three stroke lead heading into the back nine. But I think we both landed on Fina won that thing, man. Five under on the back, six under on the day on a Sunday. Got up and down out of the bunker on 15 from a tough spot. Got up and down on the bunker on 18 from a tough spot. And I'm just, I, I'm, I, had, I won nothing, but I'm so happy for him. I hope that this can sort of give him the confidence that he needs and show him, like, no more Mr. Nice Guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It was fun. <laughs> Does, so that locks him into the Ryder Cup. Yes. I believe so, he's locked in on points, but he's if he's not, he's 100% on the team. Now, are we going to care about people motivated for the Ryder Cup? Because there's some names on that bubble. Should we think about that this week when we're making a betting card? I think a lot of it right now where the biggest question mark is, is Pat Reed. Um, like, pneumonia is serious shit. And I don't know, if, like, I'm not a doctor, but I had pneumonia when I was 19 years old. Like, I was... A okay. freshman in college playing college lacrosse was in the pneumonia tout of my entire life. 
And I was in the hospital for 23 days with pneumonia. What? I was in the best shape of my life at 19. Like, it's no joke. <laughs> I can't imagine that he, if he's in there for a while, he's going to come out right. He's going to, he's going to lose a ton of weight. You can't really eat. Um, it's serious shit, dude. And he's going to like, if it's as bad as they say he is, he's going to be really sick and I wish him all the best, but I can't imagine him, um, being ready to go in like two weeks to, mm -hmm. to fully prep for a Ryder cup at this point. I don't know enough about his situation. Everyone's different, but, um, no, I, no, yeah, I imagine, good, I imagine we hear from him in the next couple of days. I'm out of the Ryder cup or I'm, I'm bowing out. Cause he's already going to not make the tour championship. It looks like. I think. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I don't know the math. I think he's out of the tour championship because he's not playing this week. So then he's out of that. And maybe yeah. he just decides to shut it down. I mean, we saw what he did. He just worked his body and he played every single week for like a year, winning, going from here to there and being on planes and germs and all that stuff. And it just caught up to him. So I think he bows out. Patrick Reed's out. So then that leaves. A, but that's still we then another bubble boy becomes available almost. If you think that maybe Reed had a spot locked up, then maybe he's out. So we're looking at, is Harris English going to make the Ryder Cup? Is he going to be a Ryder Cupper? <laughs> I think he might. Yeah. Um, I think that the person that, it, yes, I think he's going to at this point. If he plays well again this week, um, he's pretty much a shoe-in, I believe, for the Tour Championship, where I expect him to play well again. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, if I'm making Team USA and I'm making the captain's picks, I'm not picking Harris English, but I can see why he's played so well that he's making that decision more difficult than um, it would have been a couple of months ago. So you can't just ignore a guy who's having a great year like that. It's tough, man. I like Scotty Scheffler. I'm a okay. big proponent of getting the young guys reps in this okay. thing. I'm a big proponent of them coming off of college golf where there's a camaraderie aspect. They understand team golf. They're there, I, I just like the kid, and I think he's a killer, and I think okay. he possesses something uh, long-term for Team USA that maybe Harris English doesn't. He's at sort of the tail end. You know, but it's 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 when you're a captain, it's win on your year. Like, you don't care about the next round in USA four years from now. You care about winning as a captain, and you don't want to be 0-1. Uh, yeah. So maybe they'll side with the Webb Simpsons and the veterans and maybe even a Phil will make it. Or if there's a bubble between somebody and somebody else, they'll just skip those two people and choose the dad, Phil, pluck him to put on the team. Um, we got some people in the chat. We got Charlie. He's always here. He's a big fan of ours. What uh, up, boys? What up, Charlie? Uh, D Flowers is in here. Uh, always hanging out you can comment like and subscribe you can rate and review and you can do all those things but we're going to get to the betting board that's uh seven minutes in not too bad here we go at the tippity tip top you have john rom five and a half to one uh joe can you argue that this is a good bet roll that r on john rom i love how you say his name um it's been it's been a while at the tippity tip top of the board that you've said that name um, this year. So yeah, look, it, these odds are a little different than mine. I see plus six fifty, okay. and I also see only one other guy under twenty to one. Oh. Essentially, what they're telling you there is John Rahm is three times more likely than the next best player in the field to win this golf tournament. He's incredible. He kind of is. I don't see a situation where. He had like his B minus game for two days and still almost won that tournament. 
the, the, his strokes gained numbers over the last five tournaments are un like worldly. Let me yeah. see what it is. Plus, he's averaging plus ten point six strokes gained on the field over his last five tournaments, and that doesn't include the Memorial, which he was absolutely steamrolling, or else it'd be like plus thirteen or something like this because he had to withdraw first, third, third, eighth in his last four tournaments. He's unbelievable. He should once again set up well. I think this is a a a, a course that's going to reward distance and off the tee game. He's one of the best guys on tour with the driver in his hand. It reward this course is supposedly favors a little bit of a fade off the tee, which he's great at. Yeah, he's deserving of the price. I, I'm not going to bet it. Um, I'm just going to once again plug my nose, take my guys down in the in the high 20s and 30s, and just hope and pray that that John Rom doesn't win because I think he's he should win. Dude, it's kind of nice having Rom up there because it gives us better numbers on the guys maybe that we yeah. like in the 20s and the 30s that are normally going to be in the teens if Rom isn't dominating like he is. Do you have any idea of the course that they're playing? It's called the Caves or something. Uh, are you familiar with this course, Is this Maryland course? I've done a lot of digging on this thing today, okay. actually. It okay. started cool. with um, – some of my own stuff, just digging through their website, digging through some some articles written on the course, digging through some stuff that Fazio said about the course, who's the designer. I read um, the article that's always great by our guy, PGA Tout, who was on the show last week. I read or I listened to Andy Lack's thing when, when he sort of dove into the course and he was stuck at an airport. So he kind of dove really deep this week <laughs> and spent like eight hours there. So just a ton of good information. Um, 7,500 yards, bent grass, par 72. Seems like par five scoring is going to be real important. They're all in that 550 to 600 yard range, which which means they should be gettable. They should be birdie opportunities. Off the tee, Quail Hollow is the comp that I think most people are using, in which Rory just won the Wells Fargo at. Uh, off the tee is huge there. One of the, the, the more correlated to success courses for, for off the tee and distance on tour. Undulating greens, Fazio, they have these sort of quadrants and tiers that slope everywhere. Um, yeah, I kind of have a good feel of what we're going to get and, and what I hopefully will lean on in, in terms of, of finding a winner that, that's hopefully not John Rahm. Does it feel a little bit like it might be just a repeat of last week? So I, I do think the course is very different. But, yeah, I feel like a leaderboard could come down to a lot of the same stuff. We're probably going to see Rom there. I wouldn't be surprised if now we see Finau there. It's kind of a weird, awkward situation with them them playing on a Monday. So right. you know, I, I brought up the tweet earlier. They're on a, sh- a short prep week, number one. Number two, they're also on an awkward prep week because it's to a place they've never been before. I would assume the majority of the guys are setting foot on the course today for the first time and probably playing five, six holes, maybe checking out the short game range for a little bit. Yeah, so it's a little bit of an awkward spot. I It's FedEx Cup playoffs. I expect the Korean disorder to rise, right? Yeah, and then maybe it doesn't matter that they're a new rookie young guy because they're kind of used to playing courses for the first time ever yeah. so that – might give them a nod. I don't know. I think you pretty much have to just put the blinders on. Like Charlie R in the chat says, always go with your gut. Bingo. 
All right, let's keep going down the board. Did you choose anyone? I mean, we're not going to take John Ron. We can't do it. We could never do it even for a top five or top ten there. Not going to happen. What about a Xander at 16 in this sports book? This is the DraftKings sports book. Again, I've seen different numbers, like you said, at different places to shop it around. What about a Xander at 16 or a Spieth? I mean, we got him at 16, JT at 18, or Colin Morikawa, and those are the names that are under 20 to 1 in this book. Are you choosing one of those names, or are you going to the 20s? Because the 20s are loaded. You have DJ, Bryson, Louie, Rory, Brooks, Cantley, Cam Smith, Finau. I mean, we're in the play- playoffs, and it's great. It's juicy. It's a juicy board. Did you take Brooks at 25? Yeah, I'm going straight to the high 20s. I, I So Xander is the one I considered. He's the lowest odds in here. Morikawa, I have a little bit of injury concerns. Spieth seems to be back in this mode where things are volatile in terms of, I mean, the guy shot a 62. I think he, Justin Rice said he was the first ever guy to have back-to-back Eagles and then back-to-back triples, triples in the same tournament. <laughs> Only Spieth can do that kind of shit. Um DJ, I'm worried about. Justin Thomas is coming off a week where he gained almost five strokes putting. That worries me a little bit yeah, just sure. because that's hard to repeat, and he didn't really come through in many of the clutch moments that, that I witnessed at least. So, yeah, I've got a trio. And okay. I saw my our guy Luke tweeted this out earlier, and I was thinking the exact same thing. I was going to wait and do a little bit more research first, but it was just three total, like Charlie said, gut plays right off the top. Bryson, Rory, Brooks, yeah. give me the bash brothers, all three of them, pound it down there, <laughs> make some putts. Like I, they, I got them all at 28 to 1, so I got oh, wow. them all in good numbers as to what they are now. Bryson has been plummeting, I think started at 35, all the way down to 22 on DraftKings. Oh, wow. Those Dude, are- Joe, while I was writing this little script for the tonight or looking at it to put the notes together, the Brooks or the Bryson number disappeared. It was gone off the book for a second. They were scared. They were scrambling. It was, it's shifted. It's getting and, hammered uh, by everybody. Look, I mean, it I might make sense. Right? Yeah, for sure. I did the same thing. Off the T in the field. Dude, right? I got five on all of those things. I just went five, 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 five. And then I'm like, I'm going to figure out the house bet later. And I'm going to go five on all the top of the board because this is going to be the top of the board is going to crash. You're going to get it's. Just take the 25s and it's you just take them. Like, we're not smarter than the book. It's the one that concerns me the most there, ironically, <laughs> is Brooks, but I'm not going to oh, miss him at okay. 28 to 1. Rory, I love the Quail Hollow thing. I okay, love sure, sure. his, his, everyone loved him last week because the iron play and the ball striking was mm-hmm. back. And then he struck it like shit last week. Right. Um, so I love him in a good bounce back spot here. I love him with the quail hollow comp. Bryson is the best guy off the tee in the field. He's the longest guy off the tee. He's great at par five scoring in this range. I think he's he's making a shitload of birdies. He's just bogeying too much. So like if he can eliminate that, I think that the scoring is there. And and Brooks is my guy, twenty eight to one. He's just stringing together a lot of leaderboard finishes that I call like he's being shown a lot on the coverage because CBS knows like it's almost like they know like even though Brooks is seven back we're going to show him because we feel this volcano about to erupt Mm -hmm. with him and 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 we don't want to miss it and people want to watch Brooks I want to watch Brooks he's had a bunch of top tens like he's too good the win is coming and I'm not going to miss it at 28 to one with those other two guys could you blame someone for taking a Louie or a Cam Smith because they've just been circling the wagon and they might fall through to the winner's circle by chance? 
I'm not going to blame them, but I don't think those are either of those are good bets with those other three guys that I yep. mentioned at Me the too. same number. Okay. Agree? Agreed. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. Totally agree. Now, I'm not going back to Finau. The five to one is not as great as the, uh, was it 10 to one last week on a top five? So I uh, will not okay. be doing that. It's a great call. Okay. So Scotty Scheffler, he starts off the 30 range. Do you have anyone here? Because it's juicy. This, Joe, kind of proves that it's a popularity contest when it comes down to betting and putting a number on a person at the board, the board, but let's just be honest. They like, they like put it in like, do you like this guy or this guy better? Like in nothing to do with the course, nothing to do with their form, nothing to do with anything. That's why you saw Ricky Fowler always up here every time, but that's what you're getting where you're getting the Scheffler Casey English answer burger Hovland in the thirties. And they're just as able and viable for a win than anyone else. They just don't have that name value that a, you know, a Louis might or a DJ or whatever. You know, I don't know. I just feel like this range. Can you still get value out of this? Yeah, but you have a very strong point there that I want to circle back to, and that this range is so much of a popularity contest. It's almost not. We we skew how these guys are playing because we hear their names, and it becomes like that's the situation with Scotty Scheffler right now. I like Scotty. I just made a case for him to make the Ryder Cup. I don't think he should be 30 to 1. I don't. And the same thing happened with Finau. Like Finau all of a sudden was in 30 to 1 all the time. And then he got unpopular. And yeah, he wasn't playing great, but these are his like the Masters, he topped 10. At the PGA, he topped 10. At the Open Championship, he topped 15. Like it wasn't like the guy had just like fallen off the Speeth and Jason Day cliff. Like he's still top 15ing in three out of four majors. And all of a sudden he drops down to 66 to one because he just wasn't as popular anymore. Like Scotty shouldn't be there when Victor and Dan Berger are there. Correct. That's my point. And Hideki, who just won the Masters right. this year. Like well, that's why that's why to me you your point is spot on about it being a popularity contest. And they're protecting themselves because those are the tickets that they're going to take in, which makes sense, but I'm not going to reach for it when I, I feel like the value is kind of deflated in a sense. Exactly. So then, well, okay. I, uh, I did it. I did Daniel Berger for the house bet this week, Joe. Reveal pulled back the curtain on the house bet and I'm in on Berger too, but I want your reason. Okay. That helps me, you know, Again, I found him at 33, or I don't remember what I found him at. You can get him at 35, maybe. Hey, I'll take him at 30 to 1. For this, at this point, Daniel Berger is a good golfer, had a great season, playing great. He can pull a Finau and solidify his spot on that Ryder Cup team with a win this week. So I kind of like that motivation. Last week, we saw him play super well with the Irons, and it's just so frustrating when you just are let down by the putter. He lost like five strokes putting. So we've got Dan Berger coming off a week where we've seen the irons. We've seen the irons consistently all season. That's not a problem. And we've seen him gain five or so strokes putting before. This isn't, that's not out of the realm of possibility. So we got Dan Berger in the thirties, maybe a little bit overlooked, but the stellar year he's having fifth at the WGC was eighth at the open. Then before that seventh at the U S open, he's at a third, he's at a ninth at the players. Dude, one in February at the Pebble Beach. This is, dude, top tens before that to start the season at the Tournament Champions at the Sony Open. Daniel Berger, we're going to put some real money on it a little bit, having some fun. We're looking for a real mega profit on Daniel Berger. Let's do it. Are you, You're eating the burger, so let's go. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm in on the on Hauser Burger. Uh, yeah, approach numbers have been off the charts. Probably the best approach run of his career. T to green has been great. Six straight starts, averaging six strokes gain T to green over those last six. You, um, you mentioned lost six strokes putting last week. Chipped mm-hmm. in on 18 on Friday to Grinder. make the weekend and save a lot of DraftKings lineups for a lot of people who he was one of the highest owned guys. So that was kind of funny to see. But uh, I expect a good bounce back spot for him. Going to hit a lot of fairways. Really good at the sort of the proximity numbers that I looked at that I think is going to be the most common yardage where people have approach shots from this week. Number one in the field rated out for me. Like I said, number one in approach over the last short-term 12 rounds. Uh, playing good, man. I got a 40. He's at 35 here. I, I I feel very strongly about either one of those numbers. Cool. All right, let's go to the 40s where you can find uh, Webb Simpson, actually, Hideki Matsuyama, Shane Lowry at 45, Corey Connors at 45, and Joe, actually, what surprises me, I think that statistically Shane Lowry might pop the highest in the on the models in this category. So do you, do you have any interest in Shane Lowry? Is that weird to want him over, over even Hideki or Simpson? Um, let me see. Cause I'm curious where he was. No, he in the mixed model that I ran. He wasn't great, but yes, he was okay. very good last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I have interest in him over web. I think yeah. I like Hideki. Like okay. I think I have too many bets in with, with four guys, basically yeah, sub 40 to one that I probably don't have room to add Hideki, but that sure. is a fair number. On mm-hmm. it, man. Like the guy, I feel like this place should set up great. Dude, for if him. he had one, what was it that he was in? It was uh the Wyndham. Was he in the playoff for that? If he had won that, it would, we'd see him at 28. Cause this is a popularity contest and maybe Hideki's not as popular. No, let's go to Sam Burns at 55 or you got Cameron Tringali. This is 60 now, 60 to one. Kevin Na, 60 to one. Yoki Neiman. Charlie Hoffman, 65, with Sungjae and Russell Henley. We got Keegan at 70. Are you going to do these, or are we this – isn't, this isn't the week for these names, is it? No, probably not. I, want, I, I wanted to bet Sam Burns. I felt like that number wasn't good enough. I ended up going with Sergio instead, who I think is 90-1 to 1 versus the 55. I think they have a lot of similar traits. They're both great off the tee. He's 100 to 1 right there. Um, You know, Sergio is still one of the best drivers of the ball on the planet, fourth in off the tee over the last 24 rounds. Has some good comps in the the different courses that I looked up that I think could set up favorably for him this week. Uh, Seven to 1 on a top 10 number, I think, is pretty good. I I think this place should set up well for, for his strengths and his traits. I mean, do you so? Do you need a bomber, or can we use Kevin Na? Because he's played so well, so consistently. He's three top tens in his last four events. Kevin Na, or no? You don't need a bomber. I think it, okay. it's a plus this week. Um, okay. But I'm not like going to rule someone out because they're not. Like too many times we see these things show up. We saw it at at Quail with Rory the last time around. That's sort of a bomber course. We see it at. Augusta, we see it at all these. We we saw it at Kiowa. Like you don't always. There's different ways to get it done. And when you putt as well as Kevin on, you can get up and down from everywhere. And your iron play is relatively dialed in. I think that sure, like he could. I, I'm not going to knock him and cross him off because he doesn't hit it 320. Okay. All right. Um, well, so should we then move to the long shot region where? 
Joe, do you want a quick tease that video you have on your Twitter page at Tour Picks each Tuesday? It's called the uh, Launch Drive or Launch Time Long Shot. Yes, check that out for me. Um, what it is? This is this is this is where uh, this is where I became me, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's probably my favorite thing that I do all week. It's cheesy. It's in my car. It's on my lunch break. I rip off a couple of guys that I like at long numbers and have done really well this year with it. The best year I've ever had with, with lunchtime long shots. So um, the other guy that I like, which I think you're alluding to here is 150 to one. I don't know what he is on DraftKings, but I took a flyer on Lee Westwood. It's going to be, fr- oh yeah, he's 140 this week. So here's why last week, his best finish in a while, 27th at the Northern Trust. He had his best off the tee week in terms of with the driver that he's had since that run that he made of back-to-back second-place finishes that culminated at the okay. API. He also lost strokes putting in three out of four rounds last week, and when Lee Westwood loses strokes putting in three out of four, he usually misses that cut. So that hmm. was that that felt good to me that he was able to sort of overcome that and still top 30 in what was the strongest field of the year. Um, that wasn't a major. And, and I like the Augusta comp, like people are going to call me crazy for it. And I don't hear anybody else mentioning it, but um, this, I'm going to catch heat for this, but Augusta is the Tom Fazio course. Like I've always said this, he completely redid it. Like they want the, you want to give the credit to Mackenzie and Bobby Jones, but um, he redid 14 out of 18 holes. His footprints are all over the place. I looked at the course flyovers here. There's like three par threes that play severely downhill or uphill that remind me exactly of the par threes at Augusta. Cool. Okay. All of the par fives, there's four of them. They're all in that same range that the four par fives are at Augusta National. Par 72, bent grass, severe undulating, like slopey greens. Like it reminds me of it. It's almost the exact same yardage and the exact same green size. I'm using it. Lee Westwood is like the king of finishing top 10 at Augusta National. You get a 10 to 1 on him here, 150 to 1 overall. You know, why not? What a long shot. There's your reasons why why you can waste some money on Lee Westwood. Okay. We liked, uh, well, we had the PGA title last week. We liked Jason Kokrak. It's a bent grass mm-hmm. again this week. 80 to 1. I don't mind it. Um, I haven't done that yet. But, but yeah, I mean, Fazio, Shadow Creek, a lot of Augusta comps. A lot of people are using Shadow Creek. He won that event there. Um, great at bent grass putting this year. The Like, something was a little off last week. I'd have to do a little more digging into exactly where he lost his strokes. But uh, he didn't play great. What about Cameron Champ, who was dialed with the irons last week? That's kind of out of the character of Cameron Champ. Can he carry it over? I mean, he's playing great golf. This is his time to shine. Yeah, there's something to um, a lot of these par fours and par fives. where So courses that aren't normally set up to host PGA Tour events, I think struggle with this in the first couple of years and where they place the tee boxes and Mm -hmm. where the bunkers are. Because a lot of times those bunkers, even from the back tee, are like in this range of like 270 to 300 yards that are meant to catch the majority of balls. Cameron Champ's over that. Bryson's over that. Rom's over that. Rory's over. So so they can like essentially play 
five, six holes on the course without bunkers in play sure. that, that other people have to deal with. They're right over it. If the rough is negligible, it, it can turn into bomb and gouge. So a little more more info would be helpful on that as tomorrow sort of turns. Um, well, then, there's a couple of guys to follow with boots on the ground there. Vegas has been fucking awesome. Yeah, he'll like, bomb it over the bunkers. Yes, he will. Greens and reg, ball striking, approach, off the tee. Like he's this is not the right – this is a bad number, dude. Like these are bad numbers. You could look at it's already at eight compared to these ones that are nine. You can tell that people have bet this. Smart people are betting this. Sixteen compared to yeah. eighteen. Can you see yeah. how that's that means that people are onto this Johnny Vegas? He's super guy? cheap in DraftKings. I think that he makes a ton of sense. A guy who's in great form and uh, should set up nicely. Okay, one. When who was my last name? I wanted to ask before we can get the hell out of here. What oh, about Stuart Mitchell? Okay, Stuart Sink and Keith Mitchell, they're both 150 to 1. They're 35 to 1 to top five. That's crazy. Okay, Keith Mitchell, I'll make a case for him and you take Sink. Okay. Mitchell, the amount of confidence you get when you go birdie, birdie, birdie to make your way into this event has to be huge. Like, that was maybe the, like, besides his win at the Honda, that was probably the biggest three hole stretch of his career to get into this top 70. Unbelievable. Those weren't like 16 was easy, but 17 and 18, nobody was birdieing. He did it on both. He's ball striking the hell out of, like, he has a couple of triples over the last couple of weeks that are absolutely killing him. But if he can avoid those, like, he's right in the hunt. And he played in the final round, in the final pairing, excuse me, with Rory at Quail Hollow, um, at Wells Fargo, at the similar Tom Fazio course a couple of months ago. I think that he he gained a lot of confidence. And now he's like, like it frees you up, man. Like you aren't expecting yeah. to play. You're coming in with absolutely nothing to lose. And let's go make some money and somehow get in the top 30, right? Yeah. Play Dude. another week. No, I- Listen, okay, Stuart Sink has had an amazing season. Stuart Sink is trying to cash in on that season that he's had. Like, this may honestly be one of the last hurrahs for a man who has had a career that's in the Hall of Fame. So, Stuart Sink, better than you think, and he's a 14 to 1 for a top 10. It's possible. So, there you go. Who else is in the chat? We've had some friends in here. Augie's in here. Hey, man. You guys Thanks, are, dude. You're Appreciate the that. All right. Uh, is that it? Do you have anything to say, or should we just follow you on Twitter at Tour Picks, Joe? Yeah, yeah. If we got anything to say, we'll say it there. Um, one more week left in the season. We'll see you at Eastlake, buddy. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> and then, we'll have to decide. Maybe you and I switch off every other week for the fall, or maybe we skip the fall altogether. We'll just decide that some other day. We'll do something. We'll do yeah. something. I will definitely do the Ryder Cup. We'll see the fall, but yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of episodes on our belt. We could use a little breather. Yeah, and I got that child on the way. And we got four toddlers incoming <laughs> fifth on yeah. the way. So, hey, listen, full-time jobs. We spend a lot of time doing this. We've got young families. We appreciate it. We like yeah. doing it. We, 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 Every time that you like this and comment and retweet or whatever it is, uh, it means a lot to us and helps us validate this stuff to our wives who think we're absolutely – crazy for doing it yes yes we see you out there thank you so much everybody talk to you guys next week for the final of the playoffs tour championship peace peace